It's Friday, so let's have some fun. We are taking a scene out of Whose Line Is It Anyway and doing scenes from a hat, except these are takes from a hat. Uh, we are going to be just answering a grab bag of different questions related to the Nashville Predators or the NHL. Uh, and uh, some of these are going to be serious hockey questions. Some of these are going to be just off-the-wall wild Predators topics. So tune in today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every day this week, I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who, like me, is shouting TGIF from a mountaintop somewhere today. Yes, it is such a – it is so Friday, everyone. Yay. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Yeah, thank God. What a week it's been. Yes. Huh? It's been a whole thing. Like, it's been a whole week. It's been a whole week in five days. Yeah, my not compounded by the fact now that my uh, Oilers winning game two and setting up a very interesting series did not exactly go to plan last night. Well, there's still games three, four, maybe five, six, seven. You never know. But man, those avalanche. I'm telling you, it makes me feel a little less embarrassed for the Predators. The Predators did not bring their A game. But I think even with their A game, this avalanche team is just they are rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know who slows them down, honestly. I'm talking about yeah. even Tampa. I don't know if Tampa can slow them down right now. Yeah. Uh, especially the way they looked against the New York Rangers, which I say that, and their Tampa's going to come back and have a <laughs> game tonight now that I said that. I know. Well, I did not see that Rangers game coming. Like, that is not at all how I envisioned game one going. So it will be very interesting to see how Tampa comes out. And I wonder how much of it, like, you know, I hate to be this guy, but like how much of it was, hey, y'all got a little too much rest. So maybe game one kind of shook some of that off. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Tampa looks like coming out for game two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Tampa Bay. So don't count them out, you know. No. I think you might see like a 2-1, 3-1 lightning win tonight. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Now that I said that, the, <laughs> the Rangers are going to win. So, I don't know. No, I, I think you're Everybody's right. got the Nick Jinx going right now. Yeah, so I'm – but I'm actually not going to go with the opposite. I'm going to go with you. I think the lightning win it tonight. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Preds hockey, shall we? We so, should. Uh, everybody remembers Whose Line Is It Anyway, the classic show hosted by Drew Carey. You know, had guys mm-hmm. like Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery. It was like Wayne Brady's breakout. Yes. Um, Charles Esten from Nashville was on there for a while. Really? I kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, he would do it by Chip Esten back then. Uh, okay, that's why I know who you were talking about. I remember Chip. Yeah, uh, we know yeah, it's kind, kind of a random throwback. Uh, so, of course, they had the game called Scenes from a Hat, which is where, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Carey just pulled out like all these weird scenarios. He pulled them out of a hat and, you know, the guys would have to kind of improv. So with that in mind, 
We are doing something today called takes from a hat. So what I did is I put a bunch of little pieces of paper in my hat and did the same. Uh, mm -hmm. It's relating to Pred stuff or hockey stuff. You know, some can be off the wall like, hey, what free agent would you want to sign this summer? Um, or, you know, a little bit more off the beaten path. Like if, you know, if each predator was a sandwich, which one <laughs> would you want to buy? Okay. Something. I something did not along write, those I lines. did not write that one down. I didn't write that one either. Okay. I was trying to use one that I didn't write down yeah. uh, as an example, but I, I feel like you get the thing. So I'll draw one for Anne, and we'll draw one for me, and this will we'll uh, just kind of quiz each other, see what takes yeah. we can come up with today. All right, All Anne. Right. Do Do you want to say first, or do you want to draw first? Um, I'll go ahead and draw first. Is that okay. right? All right. So I'll put it up here so everybody can see there really are papers in here yeah. in my Craig Smith designed Predators hat, FYI. Oh. oh, okay. This one is not as serious, but very in important answer. Okay. It is karaoke night at Bridgestone Arena. What song is Roman Yossi performing? Ooh, what song is Roman Yossi performing? Hmm. Let's see. I'm like trying That's to envision. One. Does does he go with like something about him, or do we go with his vibe and match the song with his vibe? Yeah. That's tough. I, I don't, that's a tough one. I mean, I can think of a million songs about Roman Yossi, so maybe we should yeah. go with his vibe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's a guy that kind of think like belt out karaoke, and he's like mm -hmm. one of those guys that's like so good at everything that he would like deceptively just like dominate some yes. song yes um like a donna summer song <laughs> you know okay. I, I can feel yeah. i can feel roman yossi belting out like some donna summer or something like that yep i can see that and i agree with you i think he's one of those ones where you're like he's real quiet he wouldn't do karaoke and then he would get up there and just knock it out of the park there's nothing that man can't do yeah all right yeah. i like that all right, so let's show right. to you. Okay. Up. Also, have some papers in here. Feeling nervous. Uh, let's see. Which one do we got here? Ooh, okay. Oh. This is this is keeping with the music theme. Okay. So we know in the playoffs, Nashville has a tradition of the anthem singers, like bringing the famous <laughs> person out to do the anthem. Yeah. Who is your dream national oh anthem gosh. singer? Okay, first of all, I have that same question in my head. Do you really? <laughs> I really do. I, really I, I, got have an that. I got an answer if you draw okay. it. Okay. Okay. My dream anthem singer is a duet, and it is hands down, without question, Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Mr. and Mrs. Yearwood, 100% do the anthem. I know they love, they love the Nashville Predators. And I think maybe Trisha has sung the national anthem for the Predators Did, before. I kind of think either in the, like, I want to say during like the playoff run in 17, they did it. Yeah. Or she was like the first one, like one of the first couple in 2018. I yeah. seem to remember her name popping yeah, up. Yeah, I feel time. like, yeah, I feel like she has, but I want to see the Yearwoods doing a duet garth and trisha 100 percent without question let's go yeah yeah that's an interesting one yeah 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 it's but i would want you know when it comes to anything music related in nashville my answer is probably always going to be garth and trisha <laughs> i'm a 90s country girl so that's just sort of where i land 
Yeah. See, I would have gone the other way on that. Really? Yeah. So Go ahead one. And answer it. Okay. So the the one thing I would love is like a guitar national anthem. Yeah. Like I think the San Jose Sharks had one from Metallica back when they were in the Cup Finals. I mean, we've seen like you know just somebody riffing the guitar. Yeah. Um, somebody who lives in Nashville that would absolutely dominate that is Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Oh. Um, she she remember she did the opening riff like the first person to ever yes. do the opening riff at the Nashville SC game. I, I love think that. She would come in and slay the national anthem sometime. That would be incredible. Hun yeah. That would be incredible. I love that opening riff that that the Nashville SC does. That'd be a great thing for Nashville to get in on. Like they should totally steal that because that is so cool. It is so cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's draw one, shall we? All right. Here we go. Reaching into the old Craig Smith hat. All right. Oh gosh, this is not. This is a little off the beaten path as well. I okay. do have actual hockey questions. All right. Which Predators players do you suspect have already watched season three of Stranger Things? Season three or season four? Or season four, the one that just came out. Season four. Um, you know what? I would say Dante Fabro. Yes, he seems, he seems like a little bit of like a nerd in the group, like not like <laughs> not in like the bad way. Like he's not yeah. being shoved into his locker by Ryan Johansson or anything, but he seems like very like like you know in touch with like sci-fi or something like yes. that. Um, I would yes. say like any of the younger guys, like Ellie Tolvin, and I could see him being like a big Netflix binging guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Phil Tomasino. In yeah with the youths, <laughs> the um, youths. I, I don't think like any like 28 29 year old with like who's married with kids is going to have the time in the off season to sit and binge stranger things can uh, you imagine I, like yeah. matthias ekholm doing that like yeah two things that don't go together yeah gathered around with ida and the kids just like <laughs> watching like a demon rip a girl's face off i don't see that Yes. I don't see that happening. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I could see, you know, I could see like somebody young, like Philip Tomasino, just like binging that after a day and whatever a rich 20 year old person does nowadays. <laughs> uh, I can totally see those two being the vibe yeah. I would get for Stranger Things. Yeah, I can, I 100% agree with Dante Fabro. He is definitely a Stranger Things vibe in the good way, not in the he's strange way, but in a good way. Yeah. In the, I can in the see good that. way. In All the right. good way. What do we got for you? All right. Let's see. Feeling nervous. Oh, ho, ho. Ho, oh, no. Ho. oh, no. All right. <laughs> okay. You have to bring one of these two people back to Nashville to play hockey for one season. Woo. Ryan Suter or uh -huh. Alexander Radiloff? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, you have to, you have to pick one of those oh two. Gosh. Okay. Rock hard place. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh my gosh. Do I have to make it okay for everyone? <laughs> I would go with Radulov. That's who I would go with. I would well, go. I would Radulov. Because I just feel like nobody can get over Ryan Suter. Like, like the hurt runs deep. And, and, and even though I know that there was drama in between all of that, I think 
Ryan Suter took the blame more. So I, I just, oh, that's just awful. That's an awful question, Nick. But I would go Radulov. Did you see the Jason Arnett interview where he did, where he basically put Ryan Suter on blast, like during his time <laughs> with the Preds? No. Yeah, basically oh, yes, saying yes, like, I yeah, did. where he's yes, like, I he did. complained all the time, was never like a team player where Shea Weber was. Yep. Uh, yeah, I feel like that just reaffirms belief. Yeah. You know, but th that's the thing. Like, if you're talking about it just strictly from a player standpoint, like Ryan Suter is the guy out of those two who can still at least consistently go. Right. Like he but. is still consistently maybe a top four, top, you know, like bottom of the top four pairing guy. Mm -hmm. Alexander Radulov was like almost non-existent this season. Uh, and he has just been very streaky here and there. So, I mean, if you're talking about it f in terms of like, Play, like which player would come in and be like the most immediate impact? I think it's Suter, hands down. Mm, mm -mm. I, you know what? For as much work as uh, head coach John Hines has had to put into clearing out the funky air and saging that locker room, I would not bring Suter back for anything. Mm -mm. Mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Yeah, well, I don't know if Alex Hobbs a top guy. Well, no, but he, but it, you know what? I'm here in my old age for the guy that's going to just tell the truth like it is. And although I know it's maybe not politically correct, I was like, yeah, I'll have you back. You'll say it to someone's face. That's less poisonous. Yeah, you'll you'll injure Roman Yossi on some celebratory play. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, we got more of these coming up in a second, and I promise. Uh, Mine, mine do get very juicy slash hot takey, so uh, oh, stay gosh. tuned for that. First, though, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, which we're talking about, MLB, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. No matter what it is, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information. That includes everything from live betting, esports, all the different prop bets, lines, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. And next all up, right. what's next on the, uh, next on the list? Hat? All right. Let me get a good, like, I hope I get a good hockey one. No, not that one. <laughs> you you can't pick. Okay, here we go. This is a good hockey one. This is worst case scenario. Okay, okay. worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, Connor Ingram is not available to back up UC Saros next season. If you are David Poyle, what do you do? Why isn't he available next season? Just it, This is hypothetical. We don't uh, look. Full disclosure, there is nobody in Nashville who doesn't want to see Connor Ingram come and and be here like we're all in for this but let's just say for some like he gets abducted by aliens yeah. no more connor ingram what do you do yeah he gets trapped in like a the t-shirt store like kidnapped for his like catchphrase for yes yeah. um i mean you'd have to go back you'd have to go free agent right not Who david riddick <laughs> Oh, who yeah, would you get? I, I don't even know what backups are on the market yeah. this year, but I feel like you would have to probably spend a little bit of money. I don't think mm -hmm. you can exactly go cheap like you did last year. That did not pan out well. 
no, like, yeah, you, you got to invest in some guy who's at least has the capability of maybe being like a one a, um, Oh, Thomas Grice, Thomas Grice is somebody who's on the market. Who oh yeah. Well in spurts for the Red Wings. So yeah, yeah. maybe Thomas Grice is the guy. Um, that's I, a good I, one. I don't foresee anybody other than Connor Ingram being the Preds backup next right. year. And if it is, what the actual hell are you doing? <laughs> what is happening? Like, what the actual hell are you doing? Yeah. I'm 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 so interested to see if people weigh in in the comments to say, bring up Askarov because you know they're hot to trot for uh Askarov, but I'm like He's not ready. So I agree with you. Good Askarov, choice. I think he's probably about two years away. He needs like two yeah. years in the minors. Or at least, you know, maybe if he has one really good season, then you have to do. But, hey, right now you have three pretty good goaltending prospects in the organization. So, hey. Not bad. Yeah, no need to rush anything. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we All got right. here. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. This, this might be a layup. This might be a layup for you. Better shot at making the Hall of Fame, Pecorine or Shea Weber? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I have a heart answer and a head answer. Um, I I think probably Shea Weber. Um, not Not because I want it that way. <laughs> Let me be clear. It's still February 2018 on my fridge because it's a picture of Pekka with puppies. So I'm <laughs> heart wise, I'm I'm in for Pekka. But I think Shea Weber probably for a couple reasons. I think longevity. I think he's played so many different places. And I think even though it's not supposed to matter, market matters. And I think Shea Weber has more exposure he has more people familiar with his abilities and his talents uh and i also think that he kind of is sort of a kind of somebody he's more uh of a, like a prototype you know what i mean like he sort of is a defenseman that sort of is prototypical more than maybe pecorine is in that like i think people model some of their play like Watching Shea Weber play defense, I think he sort of created some nuance to to the position maybe then was there before. So this is why I say Shea Weber. Do I want it to be Pecorine? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. But I would say Shea Weber. It's, it's interesting because I don't really think the argument for Shea Weber in the Hall of Fame is like as clear cut. Um, mm -hmm. as some people seem to think it is, uh, cause that's, really? that has obviously been a debate over the last little bit about, mm -hmm. you know, whether he is, um, I mean, his scoring rates are among the best all time, but you know, he's only made it past the second round once, um, yeah, you know, doesn't help. and you know, his playoff stats aren't that great. So I don't know, you know, especially if somebody like Phil Housley's not in there, um, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to see. Um, Shea, uh, Pekka Rene is also a, a very, you know, complicated thing because, you know, when you measure his stats, they're not as impressive as some people who are already not in the Hall of Fame. But when you when you talk about like individual impact on a team, it's a different thing. So it's right. going to be very interesting. I think you can make very strong for and against cases for either guy. And I think this is very um, NHL typical in that there's no real clear cut criteria 
you know, for like, and you and I have talked about this on and off camera, you know, like the, the awards, they're very vague in description. So you can interpret the Norris different ways. And I think that's very true for the Hall of Fame for the NHL. I don't think it's as clear cut as maybe like for the NFL where, you know, you can, you can sort of stack more criteria. Do you think it's easier for a defender to get into the Hall of Fame than a goalie? No. I I think probably okay. goalie just because even though it's not necessarily true, this goalie stats are attributed to the goalie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. you take those statistics and they're considered a direct reflection of goalie performance. And I think with defensemen, it's very difficult to do that because um, A, they just don't keep really great defensive stats. There's not a lot of meat to this to statistics. But sure. I also think it's hard to apply defensive performance in a statistical way. It's hard to weigh it like it is for a goalie. So I think it's probably a little bit easier for a goalie because in general, he stands alone. He's like the cheese. The cheese stands alone, so does the goalie. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next scene. What do next we got? Scene. What's our next All right. take from a hat? All right. Oh, gosh. Lay it let, on it, me. let it be a good one. What's this one? Oh, hey. National Anthem. Let me pick another one. <laughs> All right. This we're see. on the same page. Oh, this one is. I don't want to do this one, but we'll do it. This is not hockey. This is just. You know, a pedal tavern company is looking for a Nashville predator to be the spokesperson for their company. Who gets the gig? Ryan Johansson. <laughs> the fact that you just spit that out. <laughs> he's He's got the party animal vibe. Yeah, he's the funkle. Yeah, like I could see him in like the like the sleeveless tank top with like the <laughs> slick back hair and the sunglasses with a strap on him. Just like throwing fireball out of the, like the top of the pedal wagon as it just goes down to Mumbrian or something <laughs> like that. I could totally see that being the Ryan Johansson vibe. Yes, I do not. Dis I do not disagree. And I love how quickly you landed there. Yeah. The, on the yeah. only one or other one I would think of is Philip Forsberg. That's true. See, I, I go the opposite way. I think, you know what, I would give them Matthias Ekholm because Matthias Ekholm, A, he's Swedish. And I say this with love, but as a Swede, we can handle our liquor pretty well. Um, and B, he also has no time for anybody's nonsense. So he would just move that pedal tavern up Broadway and get it out of the way. Like, I feel like it would work out well for everybody. I feel like Matthias Ekholm's just the bouncer. Yeah, like yeah, that's there, true. Like stone face with his arms crossed, mm -hmm. just like making sure nobody like harasses the girls behind the bar. Yeah, he has zero shits to give. Pardon my language. Yeah, <laughs> like just swipes Miko Rantanen's ball cap while he's sitting there. You get what you get. Don't that's... poke the Swede. Don't poke the Swedish redwood. Yep. Let's see. All right. All right, this is a good one. Oh gosh. Favorite game you've seen in person? Oh my goodness. Favorite game I've seen in person. Oh wow. That's a tough one. Um I can tell you my least favorite, but favorite game. Uh 
gosh, that, oh gosh. I'll be honest with you. Going to games at Bridgestone Arena is my happy place. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been there a few favorite game I've been to. I've not been to a playoff game yet. That is tough. Um, I would say, got it now. I would say I went to a game with my son Jude, also crazy hockey fan, and we got tickets somehow right behind the penalty box. And I don't remember off the top of my head, yes, who we were playing, but we won. And I ended up sitting next to this woman who came down and her name is Lori. And Lori is from New York and she came, she comes to Nashville every so often and she loves the Rangers and she loves the Predators. And we ended up talking and we're friends who text each other now all the time. And Jude made it on the Jumbotron because he was sitting behind. (laughs) The penalty box. The penalty box. And he did one of those like kind of poses and we had somebody come up to us afterwards. We were leaving Bridgestone and said, hey, are you the kid that was behind the penalty box? You're hilarious. So that was probably my favorite game. But I can't tell you who we played. I can tell you we won. Interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. We had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite? Um, the, the two I remember, um, the very first game I ever went to. Uh, at Bridgestone Arena, December 23rd, 1998. Oh, my gosh. It was nine years old, uh, and it was Red Wings versus Predators, the first Red Wings game uh, at Bridgestone Arena, which back then was Nashville Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, this was even before Gaylord Entertainment Center. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, the Red Wings absolutely dominated them, like 50 shots or something like that, but Thomas Vokun came out and, like absolutely shut the door. Preds got a huge upset win. It wound up being five to three. And oh, wow. the same thing. Like we sat right behind the Predators penalty box. Um, and my relatives back in Detroit like taped the game. And you know, when we went up there for Christmas, they like showed it. And there we were, like me and my mom, like every single time there, there was a predator in the box, uh, there was our smiling faces on there. That's so amazing. How cool. Did you like, were you, because like my first game, I was not nine years old. I'm just going to put it out there. I was not nine. So I did not know what to expect. Um, Was it what you expected it to be? Did when you went to your first game? I mean, it was definitely more like intense and up close. Uh, It was cool to see because I'd, I'd watched hockey for a few years, Mm -hmm. like, you know, from age like five or six when I really first started understanding sports. And of course I've said before, um, both my parents grew up, you mm-hmm. know, watching the Red Wings. They're both from Detroit. I mean, obviously look, which, which way am I going? Yeah. Look behind me. There's, there's Red Wings stuff on my wall. There's predator stuff right here. Trust me. Yes. Um, you know, but that was, you know, the Red Wings were my foray into hockey and going to Nashville predators games as a kid was really what, you know, furthered my passion. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, those, those games were fun as hell. Yeah. And I will tell you being at a hockey game is such a, um, it's such a different experience. Like I love the sound of hockey. Like there's just something about the sound of hockey that I love. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, that is a sweet memory. I'm glad you shared that with us. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> Uh, next one from the hat, and Next one from the hat. All right. We got Let's time see. for a few more. We got a couple more here. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
You can bring back one former predator to play for the team next season. Who do you pick? I, I had this same question. <laughs> Great minds think alike. And I, and I specified, okay, so here's the thing. My question was any past predator in their prime. Oh, so is this okay. like any former predator who's still any, playing or nope, just can be any former predator, any former predator in any their prime predator. Like, um, yeah. Boy, I am going to go absolutely off the beaten path with this. Oh, I like that. Um, I am going to say Merrick Zidlitsky. You really because, <laughs> because I think he is the best fit for what this team needs mm-hmm. because he is like that classic defenseman. Um, you know, it very he's he's good offensively, he's got a great shot, he proved that a lot. Um, but he was just a very good, you know, stay at home defenseman, very defensively sound. And I think like he is somebody that if you paired with Roman Yossi, wow, that all of yeah. a sudden becomes a top five pairing in the NHL. Like yeah. I'm talking about like prime, like mid 2000s, Mary Zidlitsky, where he was yeah. like up like 24, 25 minutes a game. Wow. That would be incredible. We should do that. Yeah. Re yeah. reanimate Mary Zidlitsky. There you go. I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell another one just because I think he would be fun playing with the herd line. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Ward. Okay. Joel, Joel Ward to me is one of my personal favorite Nashville Predators mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and just the intensity he plays with, the way he comes in, you know, at very clutch times to score. I absolutely love Joel Ward. I can't remember if it was you or Sean, but I was telling one of you, I thought Joel Ward would be like my dream podcast guest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he would fit in very fun with the herd line as well. Yeah. Oh, and that, that would that would be really, that'd be a great combination. I mean, we love you, Colton Sissons, but. Yeah. So, so just to take it out of the hat, okay. uh, the, the same thing, I got to pull out the same question. You can take any Predators player in his prime from the past and put them mm-hmm. on next year's roster. Who is it? See, I suck at these because, you know, I always go with my heart and it makes no sense. Um, of course, my first answer is Rem Pitlick. <laughs> <laughs> Has, has he, he even hit his prime yet? No, but he should be doing it here in Nashville. By dang. You know, and and I feel strongly about this, and I understand that John Hines was the coach when he was put on waivers, but I really feel like, especially as you listen to players like Duchesne and Forsberg talk about how Hines has sort of opened things up for them to get a little bit more creative. I would love to see Rem Pitlick mature through a system like that, but you know, we clearly all don't get what we want. (laughs) Um, Other than Rem, Rem is always my answer for who I want back in Nashville. Um, Gosh, that's a great question. You know who I really loved, and I know he's maybe not doing as great now, but who I loved and was just this force that I was like, he is always solid, is Craig Smith. Yeah. Like, Craig Smitty was just always, and I'm not saying that because I'm using the hat he designed, but he just was always this steady presence. Like, you always knew he was going to have a good game. Like, he just didn't have a lot of bad games. 
Yeah. I would bring Smitty back. I would say Smitty too. Yeah, that's yeah. another good one. Yeah. Uh, there's so many. There's so many more players from the past that I loved. I mean, Paul oh, yeah. Korea obviously yeah. would like just vibe so well with you know that top line. Um, you know, hey Shea Weber, you know reunite sure. Weber and Yossi, see how that works. There's just so many you can pick. Yeah, Let's yeah. See. There's All a right. ton. All right, um, let me see. Oh, is it me or you? This is this is me. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. It's it's you. It's you. It's, it's you. Me. Never mind. All right. Uh, we got. I think, feel like we got time for one more each. All right. Let's do one more. Ooh, next season star for the Predators will be blank because of blank. Breakout star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Breakout star. Breakout who's, star. Who's gonna wow us? I think next year's breakout star is going to be Phil Tomasino mm. because Big of. I think he is finally going to get the training wheels taken off him. And I think he is going to be a regular contributor to the top six. Mm. Um, we have talked about this on the show so many times, Anne, where it just yep. feels like, uh, you know, Phil Tomasino, whenever he was on the ice, he'd look like one of the Predators' best forwards, especially yes. in that Colorado series. I thought he was one of the best forwards. Um and I think next year, I think John Hines is going to be like, you know what? This was your year, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of get your feet wet under you. He played great whenever he was elevated to the, like the top six. And, you know, the Predators are obviously in purgatory looking for more people to play in, in that top six. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Phil Tomasino is going to get his chance next year. Um, and I think, you know, it's either going to be with Johansson or Granlin, but either way, I think he is going to be an excellent addition. I think you're going to see him, you know, have, I, I think he's a strong candidate for like, you know, a 20 goal, 30 mm -hmm. to 35 assist guy. Um, and, you know, kind of hit that 50 to 60 point mark and then take off from there. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think we've seen glimpses this season of what he is capable of. And, you know, I know a lot of people in Nashville were, Nashville were frustrated with sometimes he was healthy scratched and he was, you know, bottom six and he should be top six and and all of that. But I think they eased him into this and, and sort of transitioned him to NHL skating and NHL pace pretty well and i agree with you next season when you know he's he's kind of gone through this first season i cannot wait to see what he does because he is an exceptional young player and i i think he will be a standout star for sure yeah is that so is yeah. that is he your pick too he is my pick yep right. and not because he's young but because i really just think he's going to knock people's socks off next season yeah. all right so i have two left in my hat okay uh do you want the hot takeish hockey question, or do you want the totally off the wall question? Oh, totally off the wall. You want totally off the that's wall? My, okay. That's my genre. <laughs> okay, totally off the wall. If you're going out of town, mm -hmm. which Preds player would you absolutely not want to house sit for you? Brian Johansson. <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like Johansson's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the hell? What, the what hell? did I do to these people?" Here, now, let me explain. Ryan Johansson because he's the Funkel. You know he's having a kegger. You know he is. Yeah. And and I don't think he would be disrespectful of my property. Um. But yeah, Ryan Johansson. Now, 
the flip side of that is if I'm staying in town and I get to invite a Nashville predator over to throw a party, I'm also it's going Ryan with and Johansson. Ryan Johansson. Do you remember the like the either the snaps or the Instagram stories from when he lived with uh, I think it was Dante Fabro and Colton Sissons where the yes. three of them all lived in the same house and they had like a golf course yes. like on their house. <laughs> I feel like you would go away for a week, come back and like your garden would be like completely like raised and all your flowers like thrown to the side and there would just be like a patch of grass with like a little like <laughs> hole sticking out of it. And you just see yes. like, yeah, you're just seeing like preds in their like polos and really short khaki shorts, just like yeah, out in the back. And he is so endearing that even if I had to go around and pick up all the red solo cups myself, I still would just giggle a little bit about it and not be mad because that is how endearing Ryan Johansson the Funkle is. Yeah. <laughs> who, who would you rather have watching your house, Ryan Suter or Alex Radloff? <laughs> Ryan Suter, because Radloff yeah. would be like, she's got cobwebs and she has we, dirty we, laundry everywhere. Well, we know what Alex Radloff does uh, when there's alcohol involved and he's got some free time on his hands. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, he would tell, he would tell way too much. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. This is that was definitely great. stay tuned because there's going to be a long summer layoff in the Nashville Predators. So we'll definitely do this against. Um, so next week we'll have more um, player report cards. We'll pick things back up next week with Mikhail Granlund. Come Brandy, on. One of our favorite guys. Yeah. Uh, we also have more Central Division crossovers coming up. We, of course, did one with the Minnesota Wild. We got some coming up with Arizona um, down in the uh, thing. They just had their yeah. thingy passed. They're the 10th yes. you know, new arena possibility. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and also stay tuned because with the NHL draft coming soon, um, we will have uh, some analysis from our boy Eric Dene over at yes. Check with some guys that the, uh, the Predators could potentially draft. Um, and also, we expect the Norris Trophy and the Vezina Trophy to be announced within the next day, few days or so. So, of course, there's going to be some heated reaction uh, from that no matter what happens. Hey, John Hines True. finished... I think he won like ninth, which ninth. was one, one spot ahead of John Cooper, which is <laughs> certainly fun. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll have more on that all next week. Until then, Anne, where can the people find your work? You can find my work at onthefloorcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefortcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know uh, your answers to any of the scenes from a hat, the takes from the hat mm -hmm. uh, that we have given you here today. But for us, that's going to do it on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every day this week. We'll be back next Monday with all new episodes. We'll see you then, everybody. Cheers.